Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Magically Cruising, the cruise podcast where we share our personal cruise tips and reviews to help you make the most out of your next sailing. My name's Kieran, I'm an independent travel agent specialising in all things cruise, Disney and North America and I'm joined by my fellow co-host. Hi, I'm Sarah and I write at Cruising for All, Cruising with Kids and Mini Travellers. Brilliant. And today, Sarah, we're going to talk about a topic that you are obviously an expert in. Uh, you've built your website around kind of cruising with little ones, and it's something that I'll hold my hand up to. I specialize in couples travel primarily. Um, so we're going to speak to you as the resident expert of cruising with babies. And I guess a good place to start is just kind of, I guess, from what age did you first start traveling with your kids? I guess, what's the youngest you, you've taken your kids on a cruise ship? Uh, Joe was 18 months old. So that was our wow. very first cruise. And I think we've discussed this before. We were really brave. We just went straight in and did a transatlantic. Yeah. But it was princess, amazing offer. And we thought, why not? And it was obviously we've never looked back because he's 18 yeah. soon and we've cruised almost every year ever since. So so, so from 18 to 18, then he's been cruising. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And um, so next year he'll be 18 and a bit when we cruise. And um, yeah, it'll be his anniversary. And I guess because... I don't have kids and I'll be honest like it's something that I don't even apprehend the whole concept of just how difficult it is to travel with toddlers um, and infants I know there are a lot of rules around cruise lines of generally they don't allow kind of newborns on board you kind of have to go from it's a generalization but six months and up is the the date that stick in my mind I know transatlantics are a little bit higher it's 12 months and up Um, so you do need to check with the different cruise lines they've all got different minimum ages they will accept Um, I know MSC have the lowest age acceptors they'll accept relatively newborns so definitely just about that side of the topic it's a bit difficult to give a fast and hard your babies from this age up because every cruise line is slightly different itineraries are different but on average six months up is kind of the minimum that I would recommend that I've come across at least anyway but uh, Obviously, there's special considerations that you have to think about when you do take a baby on board a cruise ship. What would you say would be the first thing that you know parents would have to think about if they're going to choose a cruise ship to sail as their holiday? The absolute. I mean, we've got a cruise group, and the biggest topic in the cruise boat group is traveling with babies. And you listen to some parents, and they say we've had the best experience. It's been as easy having a baby at home as on the ship. Other people have said it's been an absolute nightmare. But I think that's the baby. I think it depends on how your baby is, how they travel, what sort of routine you've got in place. So we were very much, when our kids grew up, fitting with our routine. And if you've got that attitude that they've not got to be in bed by six, they've got to have dark, they've got to have silence, then it might not work. But if if you've got kids that fit in with you, you can take them to the restaurant. We never took them to nightclubs. But, you know, we got to stay late, we got to... When I say late, like half nine, because <laughs> we because they've been up since five. They've been up, so but um, but for us, we found it easy, you know, because it's flat, so you can walk round deck. You can get off the ship and yeah. get back on. You can go into air conditioning units. But if you're going on a hot cruise, I would say my number one consideration would be to choose a ship with a splash pool. Do you understand the maritime laws? Are you, are you, have you got information on that? Or do you want me to tell you a bit about Not it? Not aware of the, the laws about it so much, but I know it's a big consideration of kind of, there is a big difference with cruise ships of having a pool that's available for kids and having a splash pad for toddlers. Um, and I know obviously a lot of that is the age-old hygiene thing and about how babies has to be kind of um, diaper, char- diaper potty trained, sorry, diaper trained. <laughs> Um, so that kind of there's a big di- differential between that and obviously if a cruise ship doesn't have a splash area then kids can't go in the pool regardless of whether it has a shallow entry or a lip around the edge it has to be a dedicated area for yes toddlers or diaper trained kids to go into and they're really strict on it i mean their very first cruise we went on as i say joe was 18 months and they said no kids in the pool and there was only i think there was three children on the ship there was joe a little boy called josh and um, we still send cards to his parents <laughs> and Jack and I think that might have been it on one other girl it was I think we I don't know I think it was just the ship it was transatlantic no one was that brave people weren't doing cruising to the level they're doing it now and um, yeah. we went down to reception and said this isn't negotiable and they are going in and then let them in um, but I think the, the blessing of that was that the people on the ship didn't have an issue the, the people that were using the pole they knew we were conscientious that wouldn't happen now no, but you know there are people that sneak them in, but I've seen them get turfed out. You and you see people in the group, don't you? Come in and say, "I've been on the cruise, and our kids can't go in the, in the pole, and it ruined it." You have to research the ships first. So, yeah. the ships that have got—I mean, I've got it a list in front of me, and I'll link this article in. But the ships, Royal Caribbean ships, a lot of definitely 
the Oasis class ships. We've got some of the ones that have had enhancements like Freedom of the Seas Anthem. I think the one we've just been on, what one did I just go on? Odyssey. Odyssey. <laughs> that, <Yep>. that as <laughs> well. Um, yeah. Then you've got your, your Disney cruise ships all have splash pads. Uh, yep. The MSC, the bigger ships. I think Caribbean Princess. And then you've got the P&O ships. Now, some people say they do allow them. Some people say they don't. When I was on, it said they weren't allowed in, but they allowed them in. It's such a shady area. And then you've got, what else have we got there? There's more MSC ships. So... You've got to research your ships and make sure that you double check that they're allowed in the pole because yeah. to me that's a big factor. If it's hot, you want to call the baby down. You don't want them getting too hot. They can't swim in the pole. It's not a swimming pole, it's a paddling pole. They can splash in it. But who wants a baby swimming? <laughs> Do you get what I mean? Like, no. No, no. And they are designed in there of like little kids' play areas. They've got like little fountains and you know, um interactive things, things like that. Usually that's usually the type of thing you're looking at here, isn't it? And I think that's a good thing to look for if you're trying to work out whether it does just have a look on the cruise website or in ideally speak to a travel agent and just double check if they've got a splash area and it has to be a separate splash area it can't be a shallow edge of a pool it has to be a dedicated splash yeah it has to be a splash pad usually you'll find them splash pads and you can see pictures i think it's like some of the ncl ships you can see that that it has a completely separate lip around it to contain the water and that's obviously how they do the hygiene of it. If there is an accident, really? they can easily clean that area down and it doesn't contaminate the larger pool area because that's more difficult for them to change the water on. Yeah, and they do still have to wear the swimming nappies, swimming diapers, whatever we call them. Yes. If they're toddlers and they're potty trained, they can use the children's pole. And what I love about all these big ships, in fact, I don't think I've been on the ship recently that I haven't seen them, is they have the life jackets on the side. Yes. So they're all hung up in all yeah. different sizes. And that wasn't a thing they used to do. So, I mean, because I, I remember once Joe's armbands popping. And could we get any? And every time we got off the shipping really? pole, no armbands, no armbands. So it was a bit old, probably about three or four then. But so the fact that they've got all that there is is brilliant. And I think for safety, which is another question, actually, um, safety. Well, I was going to say, like, I remember a big topic about Disney when they first launched. It was quite, like, revolutionary at the time because they were the first cruise line that I'm aware of to have lifeguards around the kids' pools. Because from my understanding, really? up until like the late 90s, it was quite uncommon for there to be de- you know dedicated lifeguards for children's pools. And I know Disney, they they launched with a, that's one of our USPs, that we have lifeguards around the kids' pools. Um, and then I believe Royal Caribbean quickly followed then as well for around their family pools. They started having lifeguards as well. But that's a big consideration as well, that a lot of um, cruise lines like Princess, for example, don't have lifeguards on board the ship, which again is another reason why younger kids toddlers especially can't go in the pools is because they don't have lifeguards on on deck never noticed that i have never noticed that i've seen them on royal but i've never noticed they weren't on princess and that's usually a good telltale sign as well it's just if if there's a lifeguard service or not as well but disney i just remember the press release when they first launched and again i don't have kids so i can't it's not cemented and i don't know the black and white of it but i know it was a big big deal when disney launched because they would they said they will have lifeguards on deck um, around their pool areas and it was such a big deal for the cruise industry because i think it was very uncommon at that time but they made it obviously they had two ships but they made it fleet wide for the two ships they have at the time right i see it's just how much the industry's changed though because that's 20 years ago now disney launched so in 20 years now it's become a lot more commonplace and a lot more cruise lines have it now but that goes to show how much kind of family cruising multi-generational cruising yeah. has evolved so much in the last 20 years like royal caribbean now you just it's normal for them to have family pools now Whereas at the yeah. time it was revolutionary to have, you know, little tykes pools, at least on cruise ships. The first ship I ever went on on Royal was Adventure of the Seas. And there was no, it had just launched Freedom or one of them had launched and it had the H2O zone. And everyone was like, oh, this is amazing. Because yeah. like you say, it wasn't a thing. And I think they've, they've, you know, they've grown with families. They've definitely grown with my family. And um, yeah. Yeah. There's, some, there's always been something for them to do, which is incredible as all cruise lines. But yeah, a big question we always get, asked is, is it safe to take a baby on a cruise and actually a lady did you see that post the other day a lady was saying i'm going on a cruise soon and i actually feel sick i'm so worried about the safety aspect. really and i honestly think obviously you can't let them walk off you can't let them climb um but within your normal restraints i think it's a really safe place to be i know everyone's on holiday and you get this quite a lot with people and i see it quite a lot in the disney community as well they assume because it is a safe haven and it is designed for families that that that's their child care taken care of um, and without judging, I'm not judging anyone type of thing, but no, not at all. You do still have to do your due, due diligence. You have to keep an eye on your children. You have to find ways to entertain them. The ship and the crew aren't there to babysit 
them cruise lines do have babysitting services, but that's an extra charge type of thing. But you do still have to kind of be mindful of what your kids are doing, you know, and make sure that, that you are looking after them as well, because there are people older who are going to be on board drinking and having a good time as well. So they're not going to be as mindful around your kids as you, you, you're going to be. So definitely need to be kind of setting boundaries and all that type of stuff as well. But that's actually another really valid point because you say they're not there to babysit, but some do, don't they? And yes. yeah. I mean, we've got a whole post on this, but I think we do need to probably update it. But NCL have cruise lines. And I know post-COVID things have changed a little bit, but Royal Caribbean had the Royal Tots and Nurseries. Yes. And they're from six months to 36 months. So do they still do that? Yeah, yeah. yeah Royal yeah. do. Uh, I know Royal and Disney are the two that I know do it. I haven't checked every cruise line, but they're the only two I've come up with personally where customers have asked. So Royal definitely have babysitting service, which is paid for by the hour. And I, I just don't remember the exact rules, but there's a minimum number of hours and a maximum number of hours you can have. Um, Disney equally as well. They also have babysitting service as well. Um, which, again, I can't remember exactly if it's chargeable or not. I know they have the Small World Nursery, which I believe is for... I should check this. Let's find that out, actually, so I know. Well, so Disney is Small World Nursery, six months to three years, from one from one to three years on Transatlantic. And so, yeah, you can book them in the nursery. I'm pretty sure Disney offer it in, yeah, in Small World Nursery, so you can drop mm-hmm. them off, basically, as a drop-off nursery service. I'm I'm sure I remember on Royal... They offer babysitting in cabin. They don't do that maybe anymore. It's, it's, maybe it's drop off, isn't it? Maybe it is drop off on me now yeah, as well. They used to, but I don't think they do it anymore. I'm sure Donna tried to book it a few years ago. <laughs> she, used to, she, <laughs> sorry, Donna was a regular user of the babysitting service. Um, <laughs> I think it's great to say to like parents because they they are desperately worried. I've spoken to so many fat parents when they're looking and thinking about going away that they're like, we still want to have time to ourselves as well. So can we do that? And you've got two camps on you. You've got the parents who the idea of leaving their child with another person terrifies them. But you've got other parents who are just like, absolutely, yeah. sign me up every night. <laughs> I'll take my four hours a night type of thing. Um, it is there to be used as a great service to have. It is a great charge. And as we've talked about in the, the kids one, where we were talking about slightly older kids, all these people are trained, they're fully qualified, they have background checks again. So these people are you know, experts in childcare and looking after kids and they're fully verified by the cruise lines as well and i think that's the thing it's not about not seeing your kids and we've had this discussion before i used to beg my kids to spend time with me in the end because they want to be in the club (laughs) and they're free of charge and they're having a good time and they're meeting pals but it just gives you that two hours to have a dinner that they're not going to want to sit and they don't want to have a free course for course dinner yeah yeah. also you can go to the casino for an hour which is amazing and you know that they're qualified staff and you can just tell if your kids are having a good time so yeah we fought one year where they didn't want to go and we said just try it for an hour and they didn't want to it was like we marched and they said just if you an hour if you don't like it you're never going again we never got them out so yeah, really I think should, yeah because <laughs> they just once they start meeting friends and playing gagaball and and then they're begging you please please let's stay in for the the pay hours and then it, you you're like god's sake no it's costing it for him to be in there but they loved it but anyway they weren't babies but yeah um so as for supplies um royal caribbean definitely and Disney do essentials in the store, but it's a really good idea to say, take like a good supply of stuff like your nappies, um, definitely cowpole, definitely your wipes. But I think Royal do I don't, a baby-to-go service where you can pre-order nappies, wipes, cream to your cabin. But that's but it's also really handy to to know where the nearest, nearest chemist is when you're going to port, so that if you do need, I don't know, mine always ended up getting like eczema on their faces and stuff like that when they were a ship. Um, when they were younger, but I think that was the change in environment. So get so I, I you, I've got wires and got cream, but nappy cream or stuff like that just to put on their face to help them. But just making sure you've got everything you need. Uh, but as I say, if you go on the family ships, they do tend to have it, and also a lot of ships do baby food. So is it MSC have a relationship with Hip? I think is it or Disney? There's quite a few of them that actually now and again you've got to check the ships. But they do have baby food or they will some of them will mash up food for you. I can't remember which brand does what, but I know as you say about this delivery service, I know hundred percent Disney do as well. So if you don't want to travel with diapers or nappies and you don't want to travel with baby foods and all that type of stuff, you can one hundred percent order it all before you get on board. You used to be able to anyway, I haven't checked recently, but you used to be able to order it all and have a stock in there. I think it's probably better to use it more as an emergency service or yeah. you run out but you don't have enough. But there is services on boards, a lot of the family lines as well, where they can help you get stuff as well. But then as well, just make sure you're aware of, as you say, all the ports you go into as well. 
what facilities are available. If you do need to stock up on anything or there's an emergency, you can get stuff locally as well. And all ports have a chemist. We have discovered that. All ports do have a yes. chemist. <laughs> I remember once. Don't uh, think about thousands of drunk tourists yeah. arriving in port. <laughs> like Chris Heights, um, Gibraltar with a passion. Like he, he won't even get off ship there now. Really? It, it's because we once needed a chemist in Gibraltar. And as he st- to stood outside, a seagull moved on his head. <laughs> <laughs> like it must have had a really bad stomach, this seagull, because you've never seen anything like it. So, and he's judged the whole of Gibraltar based on that one event. Like, <laughs> I want an Experience. <laughs> it's like, never back again. Could have been a month ago. I don't know from high up. I don't know, but like we just we we cried all the way back to the ship, which probably didn't help. But um, right, so ships with baby food and formula. So Disney Cruise Line do fresh pureed vegetables, and they can do room service, and they sell formula in the shop. Princess Cru- Cruises do complimentary jars of stage one and two baby food. Um, and you can usually get them in the Horizon Colt and the World Fresh Marketplace. Organic baby food can be prepared for your Royal Caribbean. P and O cruises provide hip food in jars. You could also get cow's milk in the buffet restaurants, can't you? So you can get your little buffet, yeah. um, which are really handy to just go and get a carton and put it in your fridge. And then you've got milk if they're on cow's milk. Obviously, if they're on formula, you can buy, you can take um, sterilization bags. To have in your bathroom sterilize your stuff um and then another thing with food is i would always take a snack bo- box and then you can go to the buffet and put bits in so yeah. you've got stuff throughout the day and even with jack and joe are adults i still go and get melon and put it in the fridge to yeah. this day we're really bad for like having little snacks everywhere and like drinks everywhere and we just stock up in the room and i keep forgetting that it's yeah. there because i'm like one half hour one day and then you find three days later you've still got like the cuts up fruit and everything in your cabin and there's always fruit yeah. in the fridge because <laughs> otherwise they just want to eat the, the cookies and the rubbish and the burgers so in the in the cabin it's like cakes don't come in if you want oh yeah put some melon in the fridge if you want some they eat it because who doesn't like melon but um yeah it's good to get a little box and and have all your snacks in there and and then when you're around the ship you're not because kids are always hungry or, or sometimes it might just be giving them a few i don't know i'm not going to say grapes because it can be dangerous can't they but a few bits of cheese or whatever or a, cut up an apple or a banana but i think as long as they're fed and happy and you, you've got some crisps to put on a tray or whatever then that's that's the thing as well because a lot of the kids areas i don't want msc and i only know this because phil went looking for gluten-free snacks and the gluten-free snacks could only be found at the kids complex um, but they did have as well, like packets of um, like pom beers and things like that as well that yeah. you could get as well. So you can buy snacks yeah. like that again to keep. They were chargeable because they were part of the kids like sportsplex. Um, but there was the option to get things like that as well on board um, MSC. I think a cruise is a really good way to have kids and babies to eat healthy. Because, I mean, where else do you go on holiday where there's food all the time? Amazing food all the time. And you've got. You could just go and fill up little pots of goodies and, and, and yeah. nice stuff at home when they want melon. It's like you've got to cut up a whole melon. It's like, but, and you do as a mum, don't you? But it's not always there on tap. Where they, It's an easy way to eat, eat healthy and, and find stuff they like. Because if you can't find something you like on a cruise ship buffet, then you're struggling in life. I Usually you could find a lot of things from different continents on the same place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even like filling up a little pot with pasta because my kids just used to like cold pasta when they were little, so just having some pasta. And so there, there's a lot. It, it, I find I found it easy with a baby to. Oh no, definitely. I think so. I've seen like again. We don't have kids, but I'm the I'm such a, a people watcher, um, and I've watched so many like say like just plain pasta as well. When you got kids, they just want plain pasta and they want tomato sauce. You know, really basic things. I've seen loads of parents get plates like that, but also as well, speak with the food team as well on board. So yes. in the main dining room as well, just let them know if you've got any kind of requirements. So if, like it came up actually, I was on a celebrity ship visit and celebrity is a cruise line you probably wouldn't necessarily think of straight away for families. But somebody asked about like, you know, my kid's got particular dietary requirements. He only eats plain chicken. Can I go to the main dining room and get a plate of literally plain chicken and pasta? And they're like, absolutely, yeah. If you've got it, really? give a, give us a heads up and let us know that that's what, you know, that's all your child will eat. And we'll definitely make sure that there is a plate ready when you have your main meal. We'll get a plate of, you know, plain chicken, pasta, whatever it is that, you know, will make your child happy. A lot of the premium lines especially will go above and beyond to kind of just work with you. Disney are exactly the same as well. If your child has, you know, they only eat chicken nuggets and that's all they'll eat then, you know, they will totally make sure every night as well that they've got that ready for you. Well, you do need to give them a heads up. You can't just turn up and go, I want this. 
but just give them a heads up, ring down when you get on board the ship, ring down to kind of guest services and let them know that that's the requirements so and they will pass the messages on. But it is possible to kind of get that. And again, same with a buffet. If you can't find it out, go find the head waiter or the maitre d' mm. type of thing and they will then work with you as well to kind of either point out where it may be in case you've missed it or let you know which member of the staff can prepare meals and special order items for you as well. It may take longer, obviously, but again, they will be as accommodating as possible within the remit of what can they actually cook. No, but we used to do stuff like, so say there was a pasta dish with salt, so then Jack would have plain pasta with ham. Well, that's easy for him. And then they'd do that. So there was like, we'd say, right, can we have the, the, the meat dish without the gravy and the meat? So they'd have all the vegetables yeah. and they'd have the potatoes. As long as it's on the menu that night, they can accommodate. Yeah. So if it's a rice dish, they'd, they'd have rice and ham or rice and chicken or whatever but they do they can accommodate what you can't do is go in and say well that's not on the menu i want that yeah, yeah, yeah. but they are brilliant I, I honestly couldn't fault them on for food i think for food you cannot you you just wouldn't struggle with a baby no so washing washing is a big one uh so because i remember when they were little and i used to pack so much stuff and take outfits for every day and you, and you can do that obviously you've got P&O and princess have got laundries and cunard and when we were on all of those, the laundries are in constant use. So, you know, people yeah. go and buying a load of washing in. You, and what I would advise is, and this is what a cabin steward told us, take a little thing in your suitcase of washing tablets that, yeah, you know, that are good, for, especially with babies because they're skin sensitive. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because you can't guarantee they'll have non-bio because I don't think they very often stock non-bio and laundrettes on cruise ships. What I will say is a lot of the newest ships are being built without laundries on them. That's the one thing to be mindful of. So if you are going to be sailing on one of the newer cruise ships that's just launched in the last, say, four or five years, double check that they've got laundries because they are phasing them out because of health and safety issues with irons and smoke oh. alarms and things like that. So a I lot of the, the newer one. ships, I would say probably the family lines will maybe still have yeah. them, but I know it's becoming a bit of a trend for them to not be built into a lot of the more modern cruise ships. Um, so just double, double check. Older ships, without a doubt, they, the majority of them have laundrettes still, but... I've noticed on a lot of the newer ships, they're no longer building laundrettes into the cruise ships because because of the whole steam and irons and things like that. You can then still get things cleaned. You've just got to pay, unfortunately, to use the laundrette. So just double check if it's a new ship, if they do have one. I think it's a Royal Carnival brands. So you're generally okay. I think it's like Royal don't have them. Um, I don't know if they have them in the older ships. But I, we all, always take, you know, like the squirty um, washing stuff so you can wash if you had to. I would not know, but when they were little, so that you can yeah. wash stuff in your sink and hang it up in yep. your shower so that was a really good option um and then laundry as well i mean as you know i always get chris's shirts ironed on the ship because who wants to wind them at home so the first he has one shirt they choose your shirt for the first night he irons out, <laughs> I hate iron shirts and then i send the rest off because i don't want to iron yeah. it uh, but you can send they do offers a lot of time on ships don't they where they do a bag for so much and if you look out there's always an offer um where you can get a bag washed so that's definitely a a good thing we use it quite a lot to be honest uh, particularly on like a longer sailing or if we've done like a multi-center holiday so we've done like a land break and a cruise break generally day one we'll be like quick stick everything in the bag get back to laundry and get it back then ready for the rest of the cruise i guess if you are thinking that of kind of taking a baby on board with you what is it you need to think about or you need to kind of maybe tell the cruise line before you get on board if you are deciding to bring a baby on with you uh, you definitely need to ask if they've got like a pack and play or um what do you call them sleeping the crib thing. The- Crib, that's it. <laughs> I have thing. had children, honest. <laughs> yeah, a cardboard so, box a with some blankets at the least, <laughs> like in the yeah. corner. So obviously, um, there are some family ships. NCL's cabins are brilliant for the, the five birth ones. They've got cur- curtains that separate them off. But you've got to think about these things because you've got to think about the the um, layout of your room. Because if you're you've got a baby and you want to go back to bed, you want to. Well, not you want to go to bed, but you think you're right at nine o'clock, the baby wants to go to bed and we're going to sit on the balcony. You want your room configuration to be so that your bed's near the patio door yeah, and the baby's yeah, yeah, yeah. mid-cabin so that you can lock your door, put baby in bed, put a curtain up and you can put them either side and then you go, oh, you could, because otherwise you've got to walk through them to get to the, the patio. So as long as you lock your door, you're fine and then you're out on your... So, yeah, you could do that and go and have a glass of wine on your balcony and as long as you've yeah. got them in your cabin. and yeah. A really good idea, and so that's shared in our group a lot, what a lot of mums do is they buy a really inexpensive, lightweight shower curtain and they buy magnets and they put yes. the magnets around the pack and play. Not so the baby can touch it and pull it in. Obviously, it's got to be a distance um, so that they're curtained off so they've got that darkness. That, 
So that's quite a good idea. The magnetic hooks are really good for that as well. So like, say, if you've got a shower curtain with like the loops on it, you can buy the magnetic hooks on like Amazon and places like that that stick to the ceiling or the walls of um, your cruise cabin type of thing because they're all magnetic and you can, as you say, use that to cordon off things or even hanging things as well, like, you know, extra, mm. I don't know, whatever, towels or things like that if you want to put them up. Yeah. You could hook them on the walls and so they're out of the way. They're not lying on the floor and it keeps it neat, tidy and they dry better as well. Um, yeah. So I, we don't think about things like that, but I know a lot of families do. They, they, they roll, they ride and cruise by having things like washing baskets. So they will kind of take one of the, you know, little flip out um, yeah. laundry baskets type of things. So they can stick all their dirty stuff in there as well, just so it's out of the way and it's away. Um, you can also get the bag laundry bags that we do have one of them. They were given to us. So you can use that. We just, we do the, the suitcase thing, but I know some families like having um, a bag they can put it in. So it's just there in yeah. the corner and they can just pick it up if they need to. Um, there's loads of little things like that, that, you know, there's loads of tips around of just extra things you can do in a cabin to kind of just make it work for you rather than kind of just working with the um, standard cabin configuration. My big, big tip to anybody, if you are looking to sail with a family, especially on the family lines as well, or maybe the more multi-gen lines and the family lines, that these cabins, the ones that do have kind of space for the pack and plays or the five berth ones with the bunk beds or the separate sleeping areas are generally the ones that are in the hot demand and they will be the cabins that will sell out first. So just if you are a family of maybe five or you are sailing on a ship, you know, like P&O ships where they have a limited number of inside cabins that can accommodate families, definitely you want to book as soon as possible. I know that sounds like a sales pitch, but it's not. It's just offering advice because I speak to so many families that are just so disappointed because there's no cabins available for them if they're trying to book last minute type of thing, because generally all the three births, the five birth, or the three birth insides, I should say, for families, or the five five birth um, family cabins, they will be the first cabins to go without doubt mm-hmm. when the cruise lines go on sale. No, they do. I mean, I remember having to book them 18 months in advance, at least, yeah. to get yeah. the cabins I wanted. And if you want your bed, it might be you want your bed near the window, it might be that you want the pack and play near the window or the door. If you've got a window, you'd want the pack and play that end so that you can curtain that end of the cabin off. So you've got to get that early because, and I mean, a really great way to find that is to YouTube, look at a cabin and think that's the cabin I want and YouTube that cabin and look for the cabin number because then you can see the configuration because for anyone that's not cruised before, sometimes every cabin is different. So they're alternate. So you've got bed, chair, windows, or then you've got windows or patio doors, bed, chair, so that it's like alternate every cabin. So if you like, I prefer my bed near the, the patio doors so I can sit in the morning and have my coffee and look out. Um, so I prefer that. But then I'm not fussed if I don't get it. But some people really yeah. like to have a certain configuration, don't yes. they? Yeah. Some people are like, in, they hate being in their bed by the patio, the, the cab, uh, mm. of balcony doors type of things. So they have to be further in type of things. They like sitting in the sofa by the window. So some people have preferences. But then as well, like you say, if you've got family, that could be a big deal for you of just where, like you say, you're going to put the pack and play and where the configuration is going to be. As you say, then as well, if you'd want your kids to kind of be in a curtained off area, where's that going to be then? Is it so that you can actually get out of the cabin if you need to? So you're the kids are by the window and you're the other side of it. So one of you can go off and get drinks and whatever, or the other way around then as well. So you're kind of the kids are by yeah. the wall, the inside bit. So you can then use the balcony even if you needed to. That's a big thing to consider, just the type of, family you are and how you think you're going to spend your evenings on board a cruise ship as well again some families they couldn't care less as long as they've got a bed to sleep in but just have a think about that if that matters to you then yeah. definitely study your deck plan and check that and as soon as ours got to toddlers and as soon as joe joe was a climber so there was no <laughs> yeah. way that he that i was having a sofa bed near a patio door i had made sure and that was what the, a time that i really researched it so that our bed was near the door so that i was alerted if he tried to make his way out to climbing frame on the you know so i mean we've had this conversation before i always went at the after the ship so that it couldn't fall off the ship you would only fall in the balcony below not that i'd have allowed it to get that far but no but it's that, that peace of mind of knowing if the yeah. worst happened and going look if you fell down there that would have really hurt <laughs> so but it didn't it never did thank god and um it's an irrational fear when you're a parent you look up i see danger in everything with kids so i used to worry about them falling off the ship what they're gonna, but when you, I mean, the, the decks that the family stuff are, they're all floor to ceiling glass, aren't they? So, yes. like, there's windows, but but I think there's restrictions on that now anyway. You've got your higher decks where it's up to your chest, 
But mm-hmm. you're not going to hang a car. You know, you're not going to have your kids climbing up there anyway. You're not going to be. They're not going to be on their own up there. A lot of the toddler areas, like you say, so like these splash pad areas, they will generally be on the Lido deck, and the Lido deck yeah. usually will have floor to ceiling glass type of thing. So if the kids are running around in the in the open in the Tykes area anyway, it will generally be in a partnership where there is floor to ceiling glass. They've got to go up a deck of stairs to get to the open air bit about hands over the edge of the ship. Um, same with the kids' clubs. Kids' clubs are generally inside the middle of the ship as well, so there's no chance of them going anywhere near any balconies if they're in the kids' clubs or in the nurseries, things like that as well. So um, generally, a lot of like the younger kids' spaces will be, as you say, in the more inside spaces or the spaces where it's, they've got to try to get to kind of open air. Another thing to really think about is strollers and buggies. And we have got say, a post yeah. that I've not looked at for years. Um, I'll have to dig it out. But we've, we've spent because we have so much time on our hands, weeks researching the cabin door width of all the cabins in all the ships. <laughs> well, need to get out more. Um, but it's, it's really useful for parents. I mean, obviously, we ain't got the newer ships on there now because it's a while since we did that article. But you need to think about that because when you've been out at night and maybe you've got a baby sleeping in a prime buggy, you've got to be able to get it through the door. And it's not the whip for the door. It's the whip for the door with the door open, which they're usually quite chunky, aren't they? Yeah, um, yeah, So that's yeah. definitely something to check. And generally, like if you look in our Facebook group, somebody will ask a question. And so, and obviously, I don't know what's, what a modern pram is anymore or buggy, but there's a mum in there that can say, oh, right, yeah, this one works, this fit, um, because you need something you can get in through doors with. And I think that's really important when, you know, you might be having your dinner and they're going to they're gonna go to sleep. Because then... Um... How easy is it to navigate a ship then with a buggy or a pram type of thing? Because I can't recall a time where I've seen, even on Disney, I don't recall seeing many prams, buggies being pushed around. But then I've generally done Disney in the off-peak family period. So maybe that'd be why. But, you know, from your experience, is it easy to get kind of on and off at, at embarkation and then kind of navigating around the ship, getting around the ship? For anybody who's listening, who's maybe worried of having to cart a child around in a buggy, is that a problem or is it easy to do super easy i mean you've got your lifts haven't you like they say that they always give priority to you know people that in wheelchairs or are struggling or or you've got your prams and buggies and i i would always take the stairs where i could anyway just because i'd rather that um yeah but no it's super easy and obviously you've got your deck so the decks are flat there's no hills you you've obviously got some places like on royal caribbean you've got some bars at the back of the ship haven't you where you've got to get upstairs to get to would yeah You've either got to leave the buggy, but then a lot of the ships and you, right, look next time you're on, because I bet you've just not noticed that under the stairs sometimes they'll have a little buggy park area. There's not many because there's not many people on the ship with babies. When you go into the restaurant, they take the buggy off you, put it to one side, they get you a high chair, um, which there's always an abundance of. And we've never struggled to get a high chair on a ship. So, no, I think it's easier. And I mean, the times that I can remember getting off the ship and you've got like, you know, like when your gangway is a bit bumpy or you've got a bit of a slip. The staff are there. They're wheeling it down. They're lifting it up. And they're saying, right, get, and if it's a bit, they'll go, get baby out. They they carry the prime down. So we have never, it just all feels really easy. I mean, we did a 14-night princess when Joe was two and a bit. And like we did Monaco, we did Nice, and we did all, all the Mediterranean. And I, it was easy. And Jack was a hard one. He was six, seven. He was the one that cried all the way up the hill to Café de Paris. <laughs> he didn't want to be there. It was rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> So I am having a drink at the Café de Paris if it kills me. So we just like, cried the whole way through. Um, but no, it was easy because you get off port, they're looking around, you you get ice cream. You don't really go on big, long trips because, you know, they're not necessarily up to it. And it's But it's good to get off, have a wander and, and then get back on oh, the ship. And then it's quiet and they can have a bit of a splash around. So then that leads on to kind of my next question, I guess, is just from an entertainment point of view then. So if you have got like, you know, tykes, little babies... Um, are there any extra activities that the cruise ship may put on? Are there kind of um, extra events, hosted events, things like that? Can you meet other parents maybe? Do they offer activities like that? I think Royal, when we were once on Royal, they used to do like a little tyke. Little tykes, I can't remember what it was now. I mean, it's years ago, Lego or whatever. Or, but you went to this area and, and you could play with toys and um, you met other mums like that and dads. Um, but you just get talking to people, don't you? I mean, parents are like, yeah. you know, it's... It's like you say when you go somewhere, you you meet all the gays and end up in the bar with all the gays. And and if me and Donny yeah. go, we you know we tend to hunt out, I don't know bloggers, I don't know, but we always end up <laughs> travel agents. But you always end up meeting Spot people. Us that, yeah, 
Yeah, but we, you always end up meeting people you've got stuff in common with, don't you? We always end up finding a hairdresser somewhere, me and Donna. Um, so, and I think it's the same with parents. Like, oh, how old is yours? How? I mean, I was like it in the vets yesterday with, with Tiki. Because people that have got something in common, it's a bit easier to talk about, isn't it? So, I guess it's an icebreaker, isn't it, type of thing of like, you know, or even just asking questions of, oh, I didn't know you could do that. Where did you spot that thing that they're doing? And it could be, like you say, of where did yeah. you get the buggy or where did you get the life vest for the kids type of thing. Small things like that become icebreakers. Um, one thing I will say on Disney, they do something that I've always found a bit weird. And maybe it's because I don't have kids, but they do a diaper dash where they race the babies who are crawling in the atrium. So they lay out like this play mat in the atrium. And for like everyone to watch in the lobby, they do the diaper dash where they race the babies across the lobby. And to me, I just like, that just seems to be weird. <laughs> like, yeah, racing babies to in the atrium. <laughs> a new parent. It's like Milo, right? So Milo is the most important dog in your life. And when you're at the park, you're going, look at my, look at Milo. And that's what people are like with their babies in their little diapers. And they're like, look at my baby. He's like, cute, isn't he? He's got a perfect shaped head. And you do. I remember doing it myself. So then you meet other parents. And I think it's a really nice thing to do. And it's, it's I, a community thing. Definitely. And it is. You see as well, the whole ship comes to life because everyone kind of goes, as you say, to the lobby area. And even if you're just passing, getting to and from your area, you can't help but see the excitement, the energy. But I yeah. mean, it was just the concept of racing babies. Obviously, they're not gambling on the babies. There's nothing that. That's that's, just a <laughs> you need to do that next time. Open a book. <laughs> Go to the mum's. I've made a sticker, a green sticker, a blue sticker. <laughs> You'll be banned from Disney now. I was going to say, I've gone on Disney for very different reasons. Yeah. It's to start the underground you betting could, on the diaper You deck. could clean up on that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the only reference I've got is I've just seen on Disney they do activities like that. Um, that's the one that sticks in my brain. But I'm sure from my memory there were other like, as you say, get-togethers for parents with you know um, toddlers type of thing. Um, I'm pretty sure they had open hour in, in it's a small world and things like that. I know they've got um, the like Nemo Reef it is on the one ship and Dory's Reef on another one as well. So they've got like the splash zones and things like that as well. Um, again, they do have to be diaper trained to be able to use those spaces still. Um, but it's just great type of thing. There's no deep water. It's all just like fountains and spray things and things mm. like that as well. So really lovely for the kids to, to kind of cool down. It is probably the strongest area on the ship for chlorine. So it's definitely yeah. chlorinated water. So you could smell it when you're near it type of thing. But the kids are having an absolute blast. Like you see so many kids just running around, loving life, touching all the fountains and playing with them all type of thing. It's just great that they have those areas to let off their steam as well if they wanted to. That's actually a really good tip now you said that about touching everything because... Wet wipes, take them with you, have them with you everywhere to wipe their hands because kids yeah. touch. Is and it, 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 I'm I'm not a jacuzzi fan anyway, but and if you put your child in a uh, jacuzzi, then no judgment here. But I just think they're too hot for children, personally. Yeah, I don't yeah, think they're yeah, good yeah, for them. Yeah. But um, just something to really work, watch out for because Joe was obsessed when he was little going the jacuzzi, and I was like, I'm not taking him in because I don't want to be that hot. And then Chris once took him in and he just literally come out in a rash. I've never seen anything like it. And he was allergic because really? there's so many chemicals in. So we had yeah. to get, uh, you won't even be aware, it's called metanium, but it's basically bright yellow cream, bright yellow. And he was just, his face right. was yellow the whole holiday because that no was the way. only thing he put on him. So you've got to be careful with the jacuzzis, I think, because the chemicals yeah. in um, with little ones with their skin. Well, that's the thing. And I'm no expert on the topic. I get asked and I don't know the answer. Not all cruise lines do declare it, but it's as well. Just keep in mind that pools on cruise ships can sometimes be salinated water, so they can use um, purified seawater. But then other yeah. cruise ships as well will have fresh water. Generally, what you'll find is if a cruise ship has fresh water, they will shout about it because it is a selling feature. Um, whereas if they don't mention what type of water it is in their splash zones and their water park and their water parks and pools chances are and there's nothing wrong wrong with you know um the seawater being cleansed and everything but it's just if you have got skin allergies that's another thing to be aware of as well especially with babies as well just to make sure what type of water it is in that get in your bath oh, I've, yeah. I've done yeah. that i had a mouthful yeah. of water i was swimming it's like, oh it's horrible <laughs> it's not nice oh, is it i was on another cruise like recently and they had it in the hot tub so i was like oh yeah i smell of, of i forgot what the word for it is but i call it salinated water but it's like seawater that's been purified and everything well, but you can just it has a very different smell to it um, and the whole day, <laughs> yeah, the whole day, I was like, mm, I smell fresh. Oh, yeah. No matter how much you showered, it just 
permeates into yeah. your pores, doesn't it? Um, but it's just that's something that I've known. I, like, I don't have particular slides here. I, I guess some skin issues, but I know some people have had bigger issues and it's, a, a, again, a decision-making choice with which cruise line they'll go on of what type of water they have in the pools. Right. And do they actually publish that information? Generally, like I say, if they've got freshwater pools, they will use it as a setting feature and say. All right. If they don't mention, I would say nine times out of ten, if they don't say freshwater pools, chances are it will be the um, reconstituted water, whatever. The, right. There's a word, technical marine term for which I'm probably going to get shouted at for not using. Um, but there is, if they don't say freshwater pools, I would say 99% chance they're going to be using the recycled water. And again, there's something wrong with it. It's perfectly fine and safe. It's more a case of a preference. If you've got sensitive skin, skin allergies, just be aware of it. Yeah. I mean, definitely Joe with the jacuzzis when he was little, he just, it was awful. I just, I stopped letting him go in and everybody thought I was cruel, but it's, it just, it ended up with just hives. And so I think you've got to be careful whether that's the heat as well, because their little bodies can't regulate the heat the same. I don't know, but definitely something to think about. But I think my over line tip would be when I mean the thing is it's difficult isn't it because you've got to book in advance so I mean I, you know I think come out booked that first cruise when I was pregnant maybe I don't know so you don't know what your baby's going to be like if you're booking last yeah. minute they're not going to be any different away than they are at home like as I say and you read the comments in the group some people say it's easier being away and if, if you haven't got a routine which I'm we were very much that we are the routine and that's how we're going to live and a lot of my friends be like oh, no my baby goes to bed at six o'clock and she stays till 10 in the morning or no probably seven in the morning, <laughs> seven in the morning and that's our life but then when they went away their life was a living hell because the, the baby can't acclimatize so you've got to do what's best for your family and but then it might be the smaller ships for you I think that's the other concern as well. It's like you just don't put pressure on yourself as well to have this perfect dream vacation type of thing or yeah. dream holiday. You have to kind of, as you say, adapt to what your family pattern and rhythm is, and that okay. can change on a cruise ship as well. So, you know, don't don't force the ship to happen type of thing. Just do what you enjoy. And sometimes that could mean doing things you may not initially want to do, but you may actually still end up enjoying yourself because that's just what you have to do to adapt for your family to adapt to the ship. Well, it's all about managing expectations, isn't it? I mean, our last cruise, obviously the boys were 17 and 20, 21, but we barely came off our balcony. We had a massive balcony and the four of us were just there every day. Like we'd go out and have a lunch, lunch, have a glass of wine, come back, you know, get some sparkling water. We'd we'd all be on the balcony sunbathing because it was peaceful and that's where we liked it. And so if we'd have really wanted to sit around the pool, then I think we'd have been disappointed because it was busy. But do you know what? I, now, when I'm booking a cruise, I'm thinking, right, I'm up for balcony time. I really like it. So it's about finding that that right thing for you. Absolutely. And I think that's that's why we love cruise so much as well. There are so many different cruise lines, whether yeah. it's, you know, the, the smaller smaller ship experiences right up to the mega ships like, you know, Wonder and Icon of the Seas type of thing. There, There's a ship for everyone. So it, it's just so important to just check that, I guess, and just make sure yeah. you're going on the right type of ship for what you want. Of If you don't want to be walking with a buggy for hours and hours, walking around a ship, going from deck to deck to floor to floor to stern, you know, stern to bow, then think of the smaller ship experiences, the slightly older ships where you are going to have maybe some of the older mod cons, rather than some of the older cons, I guess, uh, facilities and things like that, rather than <laughs> the, the R10. I know, I was like some of the older yeah. cons. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. It'll make no sense. I know what I'm trying to say. You you kind of go on the older ships, maybe that don't have some of the more modern yeah. conveniences that kind of new builds will have. But you're going to have kind of all those um, smaller ship experience going to be more intimate. It's going to be built up for kind of the more traditional style of cruising rather than the newer ships where they're fantastic because they have so many facilities mm. and spaces. But they are bigger now as well. Ships are bigger than ever. They're busier than ever. So you are going to be contesting with other people for those spaces. So it's just have a think about the type of experience you want and don't. Um. don't necessarily fall for the trappings of newer ships are going to be better they're not necessarily better for you personally just because they're newer and more excited some of the older smaller ships can equally offer you fantastic holidays you're also going to go to slightly more interesting places as well where you're going to have a little bit more intimate time in port because you're not getting off the ship with thousands of other people but you've also got to look i suppose for you have to look for the pole whether the splash pole another tip is to take a baby carrier because not everybody wants to be caught in a pram round or it might be that you want to go to that bar up there with baby and you know you can strap them in and have a baby carrier and that'll wait I've actually seen quite a lot of people on ships with baby carriers. So that works as well. But I mean, another thing is that when we were on Odyssey last time, the kids literally, I mean, they disappeared at a certain time. So maybe they were in the club. Yeah. Maybe some had gone to bed. But I remember one night and um, I was going up to bed. I must have gone for a coffee and everybody else had gone up. And I got in the lift with a woman and she had this little girl. She was beautiful. And I went, oh, look at you. You're just like a little princess. 
And this kid looked at me, burst out crying and like, had her head on her mum. And I went to my mum, oh, I'm so sorry, what did I say? And she went, she likes to be called, she's a kitty cat. <laughs> Princess. Oh, every, every time I saw that little girl, she was giving me daggers, like, how dare I put her <laughs> kitty cat. I mean, the mum was lovely, like, sort of, like, half. Yeah, yeah. Drinking. But, um, yeah, so that was my epic fail last cruise with a, with a child. Yeah, I think it's an amazing thing to do with your children, but you, you know your children. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. This is this is such a loaded conversation, loaded question, I guess. But if you were to suggest your top one or two or three cruise lines, then for traveling with babies, who would you say? And obviously, we know the ones that we think do it better. But who would you say would be your? If you had to say to somebody, I guess shortcutting. If we want to shortcut to people of like, if you want an easier time to work out who, who are going to be slightly easier to do with a baby, who would you recommend? Royal Caribbean. Uh, because they've got everything. They have got everything coming there. NCL, I'd check, but they've got nurseries. But then our experience on Princess. Now, according to my research, there is a Princess ship that has a splash bone, but I think we need to double check that. But if Princess, if you did have a ship with a splash bone zone, they yeah. were fabulous. They were fabulous with the kids. Well, it's also looking as well, though, about Sun and Star Princess as well, because they're being built purposely uh, with younger yeah, families so in mind as well. Were- so yeah. keep in mind as well that even though brands, this is why I say it's such a loaded question because every single ship's different as well. So you could go on a royal ship, an older one that doesn't have as many splash pads and kids areas as well. So it's not a black and white. You can go every royal ship. That's why I was like, it's a loaded question. But I would agree with you as well. I think royal is an easy choice to say they're bound to have someone in their fleet that will cater well to babies. Disney, 100% are built purposely for the family as well. I've not experienced it with NCL and I have had conversations with my customers about NCL. But again, I have seen their ships and I've seen they do have splash pads and splash areas as well. So they would be another strong choice as well. And the crush is gorgeous. Yeah. The crush is stunning. I mean, MSC do, but I, I can't vouch for MSC because I've never been on one. So I, I I can't say whether it's good or not. Donna loves it. Donna thinks it's great for kids. So, But do you know what advice I would give? If you've if you've got only got a baby and a toddler and they're not at school age, don't go in school time. Go when it's cheaper and go out of that time when there's less people, less 100%, kids. Yes. Because you, you've got years of going in term time. So yeah. while you can. <laughs> yeah. Strap yourself cheap, in. Like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's it. Go when Absolutely. it's cheap. Um, and that'd be my advice that go when there's less on and it's a massive difference sometimes it can be 50 percent cheaper like it's a yeah. big difference we're not talking like yeah. you know 10 20 <laughs> we're talking massive reductions if you go in the off peak season obviously for us in the uk that's avoiding the school summer holidays the easter break the october break as well they're gonna be the high demand for families type of thing and those kids spaces are gonna get hit hard type of thing with the number of families on like when we had leon on the podcast for example celebrity a brand that aren't maybe wide known for being multi-generation he said they fly on you know extra childcare and activity coordinators mm. for those summer holidays just because of how popular the summer holidays are for families mm. so as you say perfect great tip yeah if you don't need to go during the summer holidays don't simple as save a fortune do two cruises instead <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you know what i i did i have been known to take them out for three days before the end of term because i just think yeah. value the educational value for children of traveling i mean like jack went to a catholic school so we took him to the vatican so i wrote into school said we're going to the vatican they were like go mm. off your pot <laughs> free we pass did. go for yeah <laughs> we're going to see the pope we're going to see the pope um, <laughs> oh we went we did go there's always rules aren't there and there's always charges no. and and all this, but I just think, you know, and this is my biggest bugbear. You know, teachers are amazing. They are just the best. And I've been a teacher and it's a really hard job. But schools wind down the last week of term. So for me, yeah. they're, learning, yeah, they're yeah, watching yeah. Disney films when they could be, you know. They could be watching them on Disney, on the funnel, yeah. sailing in the Med or the Caribbean. Yeah, going to uh, to museums and, and going to the Vatican and learning about art and going to the Louvre in Paris if they're on a river cruiser. You know, there's always things they can be doing. So it's not black and white, is it? I just think, I think travel is the best education. All right, guys. So I know that's a very top level, again, conversation about cruising with babies. There are obviously a lot of things you do have to consider. The one, two tips I'm going to give you. The first one is obviously Sarah does have a Facebook group as well. So if you are a, you know, parent looking to travel with kids, then definitely hunt us down on Facebook. There is our group. We'll link it in the description below because it's quite a mouthy title, but um, it, what, what is the title of it, Sarah? You go to if you go to cruising cruisingwithkids.com, There's a little box in the sidebar, um, and we click on that. And it takes you there. But it's cruising with kids, family cruise advice and support, and it's a supportive, yeah. non-judgmental 
group and the totally. first judgment that someone puts in they're gone because us parents don't need to feel guilty about anything we just need to ask questions no questions stupid um and everybody's lovely so you know there's there's no there's no drama there's no um agenda we don't post loads of links in there there's there's none of that it's just chat babies and ask questions and it's very international as well so it's not geared completely all american cruisers and completely all british cruisers it's a very nice mix as well of different nationalities going in there as well so there's plenty of tips for you know american-centric cruising that you know americans would need to worry about but equally as well for british sailors as well if they're looking to get tips for sailing from, you know from the uk there's loads of both camps oh. of the world type of things so don't feel like it's a british group it's not it's very international as well and um, the other one as well is I know you guys have tons of information on your website as well. Obviously, you built your website off the back of family travel as well. So yes. um, where's the best place the guys can find all that content? So you can find us with cruisingkids.com. And if you we've got a really amazing search feature. So anything you search in the bar, just put it in and it brings you a multitude of choice of all different things. And we've also got drinks packages as well for our, the mums and dads. Safe for their recovery time. And then equally as well, obviously, um, if you are looking for help and assistance in navigating this world, because I know there's a lot to consider, even though I don't travel with kids, I obviously know the contacts to get the answers to all any questions you may have as well. So usually it's Sarah. Um, if Sarah can answer as well, I can obviously go direct to the cruise lines as well. So if you want that extra hand holding with booking your family cruise, just booking the right cabins, getting interconnected, all those pitfalls you need to think about. I would love to help you as well if you are sailing from the UK, but you can find me anywhere online under magical-traveler.com. Or you can find me on all social media under Magical T-R-V-L-R as well. Other than that, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, please definitely do leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts. Just helps those platforms know that you're enjoying it and sharing it to others and recommending it as well. If you're watching it on YouTube, do please give us a subscribe, leave a comment, let us know you've enjoyed. Other than that, we will see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.